All right. Uh, Phoebe gave us our topic that we've been going through. Yeah. Uh, so last week we kind of finished with a list. What was on the list? Many things are not on the list. <laughs> Someone is coming. Someone is coming. <laughs> we have. Who is coming? This is Jesus. Okay. Um, we have. But we're learning specific things woman. about him. Oh, the serpent's yes. heel with a bruised, uh, precious serpent with a bruised heel. He'll be like us. He's a prophet. He's a human. He's like we knew about the star in the sky, so he would be a king. Job. He would bless all families. And he would say the words that don't bless him. Redeemer. He'll be our redeemer. Why is he a redeemer? Because he's going to redeem us. Everybody remember where all of that came from? Yep. Was that a good review? Yep. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to add a few more things to our list this week. Good job, Audrey. Our list. Yes. Okay. Uh, turn to Psalms. Uh, 16. Today we're actually going to look at two different Psalms that... Uh, no. In fact, <laughs> in fact, one of these actually says like... Uh, to the tune of, and nobody knows what that tune is. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, these two psalms can really further what we know about the one who is coming. Uh, <clears throat> so we're going to start with a psalm of David. These are actually both by David. And in this psalm, it seems that David is in a spot of trouble. That happened a lot to David, right? <laughs> uh, we're not sure if it's physical or emotional trouble. But he writes this psalm about the reason that he can persevere and about why he always has hope. So again, we're in Psalm 16, and we're going to start reading at verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoice. rejoice. My flesh also shall rest in for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. All right. Uh, so in mine it says, you shall not leave me in Sheol, leave my soul in Sheol. Obviously that is uh, just a, a Jewish word for hell, okay? So if you ever run across that in Bible, you can know that. So we learn a couple things about Jesus, the one who is coming at this point. Uh, any ideas? I'd say we have a hint that Jesus will actually empty out the saints from hell at his death, right? As David is saying, you will not leave my soul in Sheol there. <clears throat> what else? That's not what that means. 
Can you look at it a different way? We learned that last week that uh, Jesus was going to have to die. But what does it mean if he has to die that he will not see corruption? He's going to come back because the people are going to be left alone without Jesus. It quite literally means his body won't decay. Right? It, <laughs> he won't be dead that long, right? It's going to be pretty quick. Won't have time for it to decay. So that is hinting at resurrection, right? No decay equals resurrection. How do we know this? Well, Peter told us. Turn to Acts. Acts chapter 3. What happens in Acts chapter 3, everybody? Two, actually. Acts chapter 2, my bad. Acts chapter 2, verse 25. Acts chapter 2, verse 27 feet. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast me known to me the ways of life, thou shalt make me joy with thy As Phoebe said, this is an exact copy, right? Uh, Peter is, this is uh, the day of Pentecost. Peter is preaching to Jerusalem uh, right after they got their speaking in many tongues and the the flames over their heads, right? Uh, And he's going to tell us why he is referencing this psalm, if we keep going in verse 29. Acts chapter 2, verse 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that being both dead and bruised, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to them that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He's seen this. Uh, he's seen this. The spake of the spake of the of Christ that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh flesh did see. There you go. Tells you right there. That's how we're supposed to interpret that. So, what can we add to our list? He's gonna rise. He's gonna rise from the dead. 
you will eat from the table, right? Well, yes, <clears throat> but we know that from other things. It's not on our list. It's not. We'll add it in there because it's important. It is important. His body won't decay. All right, good. That's what we wanted to learn from that one. We're going to turn to... turn to you. Uh, Psalm 22. <laughs> Alright, before we read this psalm, I want you to know that David wrote this one again. This is the one that says, set to the tune of the deer of the dawn. You know what that is, Gideon? <laughs> That's what it's saying. It's saying set to the tune of. <clears throat> but David wrote this a thousand years before Christ. And another thing to keep in mind as we read this is crucifixion wasn't invented until 500 years after this psalm was written. All right. So let's start reading at verse one. So, were you guys paying attention to the sermon this morning? Who said that? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Pretty cool, right? Alright, keep going. Our fathers trust, trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst he deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered, they trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and a man, a reproach of men, and displeasured all of thee. He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Okay. So if you had to guess what David is foretelling, what he's talking about so far, what would be your guess? Um, the crucifixion. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump ahead. Uh, verse 14. I am out with water. And all my bones are out of joints. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a hot shirt. Mm -hmm. And my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me 
into the dust of death. Okay, so it says, I'm poured out like water. <clears throat> what do you think that could be foretelling? What's, yeah, they pierced him through his side, and blood and water came out till he was completely dry. All right, keep going. Verse 16. I may tell all my bones they took and stare and stare upon me. They part my garments along me and cast lots upon my bones. All right. So there, he's talking about piercing his hands and feet and casting lots for his clothes. All of those things happened at the crucifixion. A thousand years before <clears throat> it ever happened. Uh, keep going. We're going to skip ahead again. Verse 27. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the king, for the kingdom is the Lord. And he is the governor among the nations. And they that be fat among earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. And none can keep alive his own soul. The seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his is righteousness unto the people that shall be born that hath done All right. So uh, David, <coughs> David essentially says, okay, this is going to happen, and then this is what's going to be the result of the one who's coming doing this. All right. What does he say is the result? What's going what's gonna to happen because of the suffering? Yeah, absolutely. It even says they'll talk about it forever. Declares righteousness to people who will be born. You're going to tell, tell it to future generations. Anything else? All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. So we already know that all the families will be blessed, right? But this is how, this is the result, right? Jesus died for all, not just Jews, right? Not just people in his time, but everybody before and everybody yet to come. Died for everybody. No. I got one more thing I want you to tell me as a result of Jesus dying on the cross. What is David telling us? We're going to find the answer in verse 29. Who can? Only God, right? But I'm, there's something else there. 
all those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. All right? So we're talking about because Jesus died, not only will he be resurrected, but everybody will get to live again. All right? Because we know at the end times there will be a complete resurrection and everybody will account. All right? So we get a hint there that because Jesus died for all, he paid for all of our sins, we will all, all who go down to the dust, so everybody who ever died will be resurrected. And there's kind of a dichotomy here, like the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. So those who know Jesus and have a relationship with him will, will be all right, and the rest of them will just bow and then kind of, be cast in the lake of fire. That's what we know how that happens, right? Uh, so what can we add to our list? What did we learn about the one who is coming? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> we'll say he can keep his soul. The converse of that is true, right? <clears throat> Everybody who does will live forever. All right. <clears throat> um, because of what he's going to do, what? got a pretty big picture into the person that Jesus is and what he's going to do going to do and what <clears throat> what it all is going to mean for everybody what i think is cool is that you know i guess hindsight is 2020 right we're learning about easter right now and some of the best bible scholars of the time completely rejected jesus they couldn't recognize him right but as we put this list together, it we, you know it becomes more and more clear that you know we'd have a lot of trouble not recognizing him, right? Uh, and that's kind of the goal, right? So my question to finish out the day is: Why are we making this list if Jesus has already come? We don't have to recognize him in the first place. <laughs> oh, all right. That is the first answer I had on my list of answers. All right. Give me more. Give me more. You want to recognize him when he comes again? Yes. Tell me more. Give me, give me more ideas. No wrong answers. Well, there, there's wrong answers. <laughs> Take some guesses. Yeah. 
Because making this list shows us that the prophecies from the Old Testament came true, so we can believe in the prophecies. So we good, can good. Prepared. So the term for this yeah. is apologetics. Okay. is the defense of your faith, all right? It's the term <coughs> used for arguing for the legitimacy of our religion, right? So it's great apologetics, right? Because it says apologetics, like, I don't know. It's a different, so I think apology is a Latin root, but apologetics is a Greek root. Oh. So you got a different, they sound very similar, but they mean different things. All right. Um, I got two more answers. And I'm hoping you guys come up with even more. There's lots of reasons to look back. I'd say that almost covers both of my answers that I have left. Good job. Um, so what, what time of year are we in? Easter. Easter and Lent, right? So we're getting ready and we're thinking about Easter. And Easter is this focal point of all human history. So we're, we're doing our job, right? We're thinking about everything that God did from the beginning of time, right? getting ready to send his son and save us. And then the other one I had is, as a Christian, it's your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what did, what's one thing that Jesus did? We haven't really talked about it yet, uh, but he became the perfect high priest. Have you, ever, have you guys ever heard that before? Uh, so... In Jewish times, you used to have to go to the temple, and the high priest would intercede on your behalf, right? They were part of this transaction between you and God. But when Jesus died on the cross, we no longer need a priest to do that. We can go direct to Jesus, all right? So we have this duty to have a relationship with him, all right? <clears throat> That's how he'll be able to say at the end of time, I know you. Right? I, you're forgiven. So, it, it's our job. Alright guys, that is all I have. I think they're still going downstairs. I think the adults are still going, so don't run out of here. But, thank you. <laughs>